Shalom to all. Today's daf is Erevin Nefchav Dalid. We're starting nine lines from the top, third to last word on the line. Today's daf is sponsored by Yaakov Yosef Yeshua Ben Simcha. Hashem should bless him and his family with Shefa Parnasa, Nachas, and continued health. We're in the middle of talking about a carpet, which is more than two beisal, but it was Mukafladira, so it was okay. And we had said that it was not a rubai, then the majority of it had trees planted in it. And we said that's okay because it's still usable to spend time in to enjoy the shade. And the Gemara says, not a rubai, mutter, it's permitted. That's only if it's made, it's which is neat orderly rows of trees, kind of like the rows of date palms that are seen when traveling through Eretz Yisrael, particularly along Kfish Habika. So then it's permitted because then you're going to enjoy walking among the trees and enjoying their shade. Rav Nachman says, Even if they're not planted in neat orderly rows and they were just planted at random, that's still considered Mukafadira. He saw that there were trees inside of a carpet and they were not planted in neat orderly rows and they were carrying among them. He told him, you don't hold a Vimi that it has to be planted in neat orderly rows. Amalei told him, I knock Rav Nachman severely. I hold Rav Nachman that it does not need to be in neat orderly rows. And now we're going to be focusing more on the term Mukafadira. As we said, that when a carpet isn't Mukafadira, then its maximum size is two saw. But let's say he had a carpet which is more than two saw, and it was already Mukaf but not Ladira, and now he changes his mind and wants to use it Ladira for some sort of residential use. Can he use the original Mechitas? Does anything need to be changed? And if yes, what does he need to do? The Gemara says, Amrav Nachman Amr Shmuel, we have a carpet which is greater than two beisa and it was not mukafadira. Ketsuraisa, what's he supposed to do? The Gemara says, "Part by Pirtza he should break a hole in the mechitzas more than ten amos wide, v'gaidre, and then he should fix the fence umamidale and now he should make sure that the break is no more than ten amos umutter, and then he's allowed to carry it. Why is that? Because by breaking a hole open more than ten amos, we know that that validates all of the mechitzas, and now when he fixes that break, even up until the size of ten amos, so it could be all he had to do was fix, let's say. An ama or a bit of fencing, since he did that with intention, that it was going to be Mukafudira now, so that changes the status of the entire Mechitza that's around this entire area. The Gemara says, Yibayalhu, parts Ama Vagadar Ama, parts Ama Vagadra, Achishlimula Yaser Me'eser, Mahu. What about if he broke up an Ama and then fixed it, broke up an Ama and then fixed it again, and then he did this to a little bit more than 10 Amas of fence? Mahu, what's Allah? Has he successfully changed the status of this entire Mechitza? Amalia said, Lavhanu Titnan, isn't that what we had in the Mishnah? We've already had the following concept in Mesechus Shabbos many times that if we have a Kli that became Tame, so then we have to break it in order to remove its status of Tumah. Or if a hole is made in it a certain size, then that's considered like breaking the Kli and that removes its status of Tumah. So what does the Mishnah say? Kol Kli Balibatim, any Kli that's owned by a homeowner, Shirun Kerimainim, the shear of the hole that you have to make is the size of a pomegranate. Ubay Chizke and Chizke asked on that, Nikiv Kamaitzu Zayis Vesasmai. Let's he made a hole the size that could let out an olive. Then he sealed up that hole, because of Nikiv Kamaitzu Zayis, and right next to it he made another hole the size that an olive can fall out of. And then he sealed that up. Until he made enough holes right next to each other that technically, if combined together, all those holes would have a pomegranate fall out of them. Mahu, what's the halach over there? said, Rebbe, you taught us this. If we have a sandal that one of its straps broke, vitikna, and he fixed it. Tommy Medras, it's Tommy Medras. Again, we know from Mesecha Shabbos, many times we've had this concept of Tommy Medras that is Zav that steps or leans on something, so then that's going to become Tommy Medras. So this Zav had stepped on the sandal. It's Tame Medras, and even though one of the straps broke, it's still going to be considered Tame Medras. But Nifska Shnia, if the second one broke, Vitikna, and then he fixed that second strobe, Toharmina Medras, so now it's not Thomas Medras anymore, Avot Tame Maga Medras, it's Thomas Maga Medras, meaning this sandal touched something that used to be Thomas Medras, meaning it touched itself. Because at one point in time, it was kind of in this interim stage where after the first strap broke and he fixed it, it was Tame Medras, and now when he fixed the second strap, all of a sudden it becomes something that touched something that was Tame Medras. 
Shalon, you said on this, Maishna Rishayna, what's the difference when the first strap breaks, the Kaimishniya, that there's still a second strap there, and that's why it still retains its status of Tumas Medras, Shniya Nami, when the second strap breaks also, Hakaimah Rishayna, now this first strap is still there, because you had fixed the first strap while it was still Tumas Medras, so why are you all of a sudden switching its status of Tumas? Amrit you told us on that, Panu Chadash is here we have a brand new thing that has come here, you're not going to use a sandal that has two broken straps, and here we have a sandal that had to have both of the straps replaced, and that's why we have a brand new Kli over here, even though it kind of went in stages. And he's applying this concept of Panu Chadosh's Baolakan to the case of our vessel that he had made a whole bunch of holes in it that equal the size of a pomegranate, Hachanami. So to here, Panu Chadosh's Baolakan, we have Panu Chadosh's, and we can apply that same thing to our case of offense, that since Overall, he had broken and fixed an area more than 10 Amas. We'll say that Panam Chadash is Barlakan, and he successfully changed the status of this Karpev from not Mukafladira to Yes Mukafladira. And Kari Alei, Chizkiah said about Rabbi Yechon, because he made such a good comparison, Les Din Bar Inish, this person is not considered like a, a living person, like a mortal, he's like an angel. Ikudami, some say he said, Kigoyin Dein Bar Nash, like this is considered a person, meaning he's considered a great person. And since we're mentioning Karpev, we're going to talk about a certain type of a Karpev, which is being called a Rechava. A Rechava is some sort of yard or lot that isn't normally used. If it was a backyard, as we understand it, then it would be like a Chatzar, and not limited to Beis Usayim. And we're going to see how to turn this yard or lot into a backyard, even though it's more than two beisa. So the Gemara says, Amrav Kahana, Abatim, we have this yard that's behind houses in Bay, El and Amis. You're only allowed to carry within four Amis of it. That's because it's more than two beisa, and it's not considered Mukafladira because there's no way to access it and there's no way to spend time in it. The Amrav Nachman and he said, In Pasach Pesach, if you made an opening from the back of your house into this lot, Mutter Latal Bakula, then you're allowed to carry the entire thing. Pesach Matirai, this Pesach is what creates the heter for you to carry in it because now it's considered Mukafladira. But we only said that. That's only if you opened up an opening to this backyard and then you had surrounded it with mechitzas. But if you first surrounded it with mechitzas and then you made it accessible by opening something in the back of your house, then that's not considered like a valid backyard that you'd be allowed to carry in. And this is a very important concept that we're mentioning here. Was it hukaf pasach or was it pasach hukaf? It has to be that when you surrounded it with mechitzas, you did that with intention ladira, but it also has to be with the potential that you were able to use it. And even if you surrounded it with intention that it should be Ladira, but since you didn't have access to it, it's not considered Ladira. That's why it's very important that anytime we're dealing with Mechitzas around the Karpev, around the Rechava, it has to be first Hukaf, Ulbasayf Pasach. And that's why anytime we're dealing with mechitzas around a karpev or a rechava or something that might potentially be ushered to carry in, it always has to be pasach ulubesayf hukaf. The Gemara says pasach ulubesayf hukaf pshita. Obviously, if you first made the opening and then you surrounded it with mechitzas, of course you're allowed to carry in it. What's the chiddush? The Gemara says light sricha. Over here, the chiddush is the isbe beidari that has some sort of grain silo in this back lot. Malditema you may have thought adatid beidari avde that the only reason why you made the mechitzas was to protect your grain silo, but not that you want to actually carry in it and spend time in this thing. You didn't want to consider it ladir. Kamashmal and the Chiddush is that no, that once you have this opening from your house into this backyard and then you surround it with mechitzas, even though there's something else inside, we're still considering it like it's Mukha Fadira and you're allowed to carry in it. And the Gemara says, Karpef Yesim Beis Usayim, we have a Karpef which is more than two Sashukal Fadira, you had surrounded with mechitzas with the purpose of Dira. And then it got filled up with water. Savra Abanulameimar, the Rabbana wanted to say, Kizraim Damu, this is like planting vegetables in it, Va'asir, and it's Asir to carry in. But Amulhur of Abba, Vudurav, Bereidurav, Misharshia, he said, Hachir Minum Shmei Durava, they said in the name of 
Rava, Mayim Kenitaim Damu. Water is just like trees, Vishari, and it's permitted to carry there even though there's water because it's just like trees. You could still enjoy the area here. But Chavta Aram Beza on top, Amar Meimer, he says, That's only if you're able to use this water, meaning you're able to drink it. If it's not drinkable water, so then you're not allowed to carry in this area. It's like vegetables, you're not able to spend time here and you can't carry in this area. And Amar Vashi, and even if it's fit for drinking, we didn't say that you're allowed to carry in it. That's only if its depth does not cover an area of more than two Besa. The depth over here we're talking about is 10 Tfachim deep. But if its depth covers an area more than 10 Tfachim, also you're not allowed to carry in it because then it would be considered like a little man-made lake. And the same way that every single lake has ground underneath it, but since it's deeper than 10 Tfachim, we say it's just considered a lake, that has the status of a Carmelist and you're not allowed to carry in it. So to here, in this Karpev that you had surrounded Ladira, but now it has water that's deeper than 10 Tfachim across the space of more than two Besa, it's considered like a little man-made lake and it would be Usr. Vlav Milsi, the Gemara says, but that's actually not true because Mididava carried the pear because it's just like a large pile of fruit. We know that even if you have a gigantic pile of fruit, which is higher than 10 Tfachim and it spans more than the area of two Besa, you're still out of carrying it because you're always go into this area to take some fruit for yourself, for your friends and your neighbors, and therefore it's permitted to carry in. So too, when we have an area of water that's usable drinking water that's in this carpet, you're still allowed to carry in it, even if it's more than two besa and tent fachim deep. And now let's pay attention to the following case because there's a lot that's not said in the Gemara that Rashi adds in, so we have to focus. There was a Rechava, this big lot that was in Pumnara, which was an area, the Chad Gisa one opening of it opened into a Mavui that opened into the city, meaning that opened into Rosh Hashanah, and the other side of this lot, opened into a pathway that was flanked by vineyards, and this vine path ended off at the wall of the river. And a very general visual of this, again, could be our Daf Gemara. Let's take a look at the Gemara itself, could be our Rechava, and the top line that divides in between Rashi and Taisvis could technically be our Mavoi that opens into the Rosh Hashanah, and then the bottom line that divides in between Rashi and Taisvis on the bottom of the Daf could technically be our Shvil Shal Kramim. It has vineyards on both sides, Rashi says it also has houses among these vineyards, and the bottom of this thin little line, at the bottom we could say by Taisus, ends off in a wall which is flanked by the river. Now Rashi tells us that each of these sections that we've mentioned has three mechitzas. The Rechav itself is surrounded on all sides. The vine path is flanked by two walls and ends off at the wall of the river. And the Mavi also has walls on both sides, and where it opens into the Rishasarabim, it has its source of Pesach. So technically we have a very large area consisting of two paths and Rechava, which halachically is all Rishasarabim but once again, since the Rechav is greater than two Beisa, no carrying is allowed to be done there, and even in the Mavoy and the Vine Path it's Usr, because they're open to a Makam Isser, which is the Rechava. Now this person wants to actually use this Rechava as a base Dira, but he doesn't want to start breaking down the walls and rebuilding them so they could be Mukafladira. So the Gemara is asking, what small Tikkun can he make here in order to change the status of this Rechava? And Amar Abayi Abayi says, Hey Chinavid, what can he do to fix this up? Should he make a mechitza right next to the wall of the river? We can't do that because we're not allowed to add a mechitza on top of an already existing mechitza. That doesn't accomplish anything. What's this suggestion? Rashi is explaining that the vine path and Rechava could technically be viewed as one entity. So perhaps if a mechitza is made at the end of the vine path near the river wall, that could be counted as a mechitza that's also usable for the Rechava, and now it's going to be considered Pasach Ulebis. 
Besaif Hukaf, and therefore the people that live in the vine area, they can use this path. It's considered like you made Mechitza for everyone, and now everyone's allowed to use this. It's Pasach Besaif Hukaf. We said that that's not good because you're just adding on to an already existing Mechitza, which was the river wall, and therefore it still would be considered Hukaf Ula Besaif Pasach. So the Gemara has a different suggestion. Okay, let's make a Tursa Pasach at the entranceway to this pathway leading into the vineyards. And what are we going to accomplish by that? Now we're sealing off this vine path from the Rechava, so we would be allowed to carry in the vine path because it's going to be considered a separate entity from the Rechava. And by that same token, Rashi explains, we would be allowed to carry in the Rechava too. The Gemara says it's also not okay because Asi Gamli Shadion Camels are going to come and they're going to ruin this Surah Sapasach. Why is that? Because if we start at the top of our daf, we have camels coming from the Rosh Hashanah They're going to walk through the Mavoy into the Rechava and they're going to go into this vine path on their way to the river to drink and then they're going to end up knocking down this Surah Sapasach. The reason why they're going to knock this Surah Sapasach down is because the vine path is very narrow. Camels always have very wide loads on them and therefore this is not considered a valid Mechitza. So the Gemara says, El Amr he suggests, Liavad Lechi Shel Kramim. So let's make a Lechi, not a Surah Sapasach just the lechi on the entrance way to this vine path. Since it helps for the vine path, it's also going to help for the rechava, as we had suggested in the Tzuras HaPesach, that since the Tzuras HaPesach allows us to carry within the Shvil Shakramim itself, it makes it its own entity. So the lechi is going to do the same exact thing, and therefore we should be allowed to carry in the rechava based off of this lechi. So Amalei like, Rava, Rava responds to him, that's not valid because MK and Yaimru, people are going to say, lechi mail shvil shakramim to Alma, then the standard shvil shakramim, we're allowed to have a lechi. And a standard shvil shakramim, it's open on two ends, and you're not allowed to just have a lechi, you would have to have a lechi on one end, and a tzuras ha on the other end. Over here, it technically would work, because we have a wall at the end, which is the wall of the river. But he says, we're afraid that people are going to learn that they're allowed to do this in other scenarios, so therefore, you shouldn't be allowed to fix this up with just a lechi. Let's make a lechi at the entranceway into the Mavoy, which leads into the city, which right now in our visual is the top of our Ahmed. Since the lechi allows us to carry in the Mavoy, which is open into the city, so then we would be allowed to carry in the Rechava also. So now that the Gemara has found a viable solution to allow us to carry within the Rechava by placing a lechi in between the Rechava and the Mavoy, so the Gemara asks, Therefore, we're allowed to carry in the Mavoy itself. We're allowed to carry in the Rechava itself also because they're considered two separate entities. But now the Gemara asks, What about carrying from the Rechava into the Mavoy and back? Are we allowed to do that? Pligi Baravach of Ravino, they argue about this. Chad Aser, Chad Shari. One says you're allowed to, and one says you're not allowed to. And the Gemara Chaf Hamadalaf explains, Mandashari, the one that allows you to carry in between these two is the Halak because there's no people living in the Rechava. And we know that anytime you have two Rishuyas Hayachid that are right next to each other, you are not allowed to carry in between the two of them unless you have Erevei Chatzeris. But since no one lives in the second one, meaning no one lives in the Rechava, so you're allowed to carry freely in between the Rechava and the Mavoy. Manda Aser, the one that prohibits us from carrying freely in between the Mavoy and the Rechava, Zimnin, that's because sometimes the Havabad Yerin, people will come to live in the Rechava, Basil Tatule, and then they're going to end up carrying in there without making an Erev Chatzeris. So in order to prevent this potential issue of carrying in an area that doesn't have an Erev Chatzeris, we say, you're not allowed to carry in them now, even though there's no one living in the Rechava. We're going to conclude here for the day. We're going to continue with more about Karpev tomorrow. Everyone should have a wonderful day.